Who's laughing? All in due time. Welcome to the Jacob Wayne Show. I am your Jacob Wayne, and with me at two for the price of one is huh? the lovely, sexy, totally pinchable Kellen Givens. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Yep. I nice. uh, got the PC back running running fast. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice. Is been that been a bit of a process? <laughs> How long has it been like Actually, that? It's been, yeah, my laptop has been my main thing for like a couple of years now. It's just been so far out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. And I finally, some guy popped up on Facebook. It was like, hey, new computer repair shop in town. And he had a lot mm. of good reviews and stuff and guaranteed his work and stuff. And he did it for really cheap. He did really good. There so, you go. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, what are you sipping on in celebration? Ooh. I got the good old yerba mate, uh, rebel berry. Yep. So they have these at the gas station. Had to stop and get some lunch, and uh, mm-hmm. that looked good. I like the yerba. Is that supposed to be energizing? Not too much. I think it's like a little bit, but yeah, I've never all gotten that, all that stuff. Doesn't work on me really. The closest yeah. is coffee. And I think it's just like a quick, warm little jolt. Like it's more like a warm liquid that wakes me up more than anything. And, you know, nah, that's not true. Sometimes I can get coffee and it's like a little jittery. So clearly it's doing Uh something. But in terms of like energy, no. Like I'm not like, hey, suddenly ready to go. Like Uh, I'm just like, now I'm sweaty. (laughs) I'm still tired. Now I'm cozy and tired. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, it all depends on how much I've eaten too. So <laughs> sure, that's an element. So, but I'm sipping on Highlander Grog. Corey Ooh. came down and visited, as was mentioned in my last very tired podcast that was only like twenty something minutes. That's volume one of Eakin One Out. Eakin One Out. Just, uh, just something. So there. Yeah, it was a long trip to Utah. Then Corey came and jammed for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then a couple days, like one day actually. And then jumped right into work. So I was like, yeah. like all right, record one real quick. Yeah. So my main point is that Corey, God bless that man. He's like, oh yeah, I brought you Highlander Grog. I was like, this guy knows me. <laughs> like hot sauces and highlander grogs and it's like that's really 
it's really all you need. I don't have any food stuff to go over, at least as far as top of my head goes. But so all I will say in that coffee. regard is that for me, like Christmas presents and all that stuff, that's really the approach. Get me a gift card for some food or a store or buy me like some really great spices. Ooh. Things that, you know, you don't really think about buying very often, but it's just good to like stock up. Uh-huh. And I'll eat it and then it'll be gone. Cause I'm I try to be pretty minimalist. And so when people get me things like another pair of clothing or like another mug, like I'm thankful, but at the same time, it's just I I got a mug. I have pants. Like and then I'm yeah. always trying to reduce those down. Uh-huh. So I'm like, just get me like delicious pepper that I will use uh-huh. and it'll go away. But I don't know. How do you feel? No, that makes sense. I think that's a good. I think that's a good gift. I don't. You're probably not as minimalist as me, though. Well, maybe not as, but I do agree with you. Yeah, I have enough mugs now. I don't need more mugs. Yeah. But yeah, I've just so many years living out of a backpack and a couple trash bags Mm -hmm. of books. It's like, yeah, I don't need that. And now that you say that, I I have a bunch of your stuff that you're like, hey, you should keep this. So, yeah. Oh, we still got to <laughs> take a look at some of that stuff. I know some of it you do want back. I know. Yeah. Well, it's not so much. It's just like, <laughs> are you using this? And then I'd take a look and be like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, I do want that. Yeah. A lot of them are just like cool little trinkets, like the right. Karma Sutra ball. Yeah, I forgot about the Kama Sutra ball. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to give me that back in a Kama Sutra position. All right. Number 73. Ooh. And if we can pull that off, then the transition will work. All right. I got about two more years of Pilates. Yes. <laughs> and uh, anyway, you got any food stuff? Just move right along. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, I think I already talked about this. Uh, this gas station uh, place with the bakery and the Mexican food. I've just been eating there some more. And that was in Smithville, Utah. No, it's actually uh, the Foothill gas station, like right by our house. One you oh. used to walk to. We all both used right, to walk to right. that one. It's got an awesome restaurant in it now. It's it's awesome. So I've been getting some stuff from there. They have the uh, like kind of Southwest egg rolls. With a jalapeno jelly. Ooh. Okay. They're not a big fan of jalapeno jelly, but I I appreciate its existence. I kind of like jelly and jalapenos separate, but I don't know why. I think it's a texture. I I agree. I never thought that would be something I would dip like an egg roll in, but oh man, Eh, it's it's amazing. (laughs) I'm willing to be turned around on it. Yeah, I would try it. I I I was. uh, suspicious but they had yeah. free samples and i was like oh my god okay that's good <laughs> yeah it's kind of similar to like jalapeno beer i'm like wow that's really interesting and then all right i'm done yeah i don't like that as much yeah uh two things first what is that other restaurant out in smithfield now you mentioned one didn't you the la unica la unica that's also that's, mexican food yeah that's oh, okay. that place is really good yeah all righty that's a full and... menu place have I told the 
Hawaiian punch story about that particular uh, gas station on the podcast before? I don't think so. All right. It's it's my one little go-to story. You know, it's like sometimes somebody mentions a place and you're like, ah, I got a story about that place. Uh-huh. But then you kind of forget who you told it to. And it's not that interesting. It's very childish, really. But as you said, when we were young, we used to ride our bikes up to that gas station and or walk and just get a giant thing of soda and some candy, chips, whatever. Uh-huh. And it was kind of a A, pass the time when you had a day off. Be just kind of hang out, get sweets, do whatever. So me and my buddy Steve Cook, we would go up there and get our little like penny candies and chips and whatever. And be like, all right, sit at that table area. And there's okay, it's time to go. And we would get a Hawaiian punch along with just our soda we actually wanted. <laughs> and then we would get Hawaiian punch and you know, maybe sip a little. Like, yeah, that's good. But as we would uh walk like be walking we take a swig and for those that don't know hawaiian punch i don't see it around as much but it's bright red yeah and all this stuff and so when cars would drive by this is logan utah mind you this isn't the city where people just like who gives a fuck like it's oh they were looking at you concerned old people like what are they doing on a saturday sundays tomorrow and we take big swigs of uh hawaiian punch and then we pretend to punch each other in the gut just whoa and just like Uh spit red everywhere just and just like people would like slow down and like go oh god damn kids kids, gosh darn kids Uh yeah good memories Later on, they brought out all the other flavors. They were always vibrant. Any one of them, like there's a bright green one and a bright yellow one, they all would have been like, I'll be fun to spit out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I bet you like probably one of the parents walking by or driving by was just like, what the hell is even that? Yep, freaking out. <laughs> they pull over, start yelling at you. And you're all like, Daddy, chill. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know my buddy's just standing off to the side <laughs> you know uh, where that's from yet no i can't <laughs> i could i feel like i've heard it but i can't get up yet all right well i'm not I'll telling keep, you yet i know keep over here a few more times we'll tell me at the end of the episode please <laughs> oh you'll, you'll find out once we get to the segment it's oh, relevant too gotcha oh, i feel you um so with that, I guess that covers the food and Simpsons and all that. Uh, Want to do music? Yeah. We need a good little music drop. Not like a song, just like a little... YMH already has a cool guy riff, like... Yeah. So can't really... Hmm. Something kind of like what that. What if it wasn't music? Let's do some like Yoko Ono screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> record like yourself it. screaming like eight different now get a little bit we'll just we'll sample suck some yoko ono <laughs> have you ever heard the dude who does like the prog rock guitar over the top of her oh uh, like it's it actually makes yoko make more sense yeah because it's like oh no, oh, yeah, like she kind of works in that weird melt banana avant-garde metal kind of way. Yeah. Huh. 
but interesting yeah i'll have to find it and send it to you is it, it's like the not the dude that does like just random videos too is it it's like a different guy i don't know i mean there's a few of those guys out there i would uh, play it on the podcast but i don't know if there's any kind of issue with that do you know uh-uh, i'm not sure let's research that and then we'll play it next week if there's no issue because if at the end of the day we're just promoting that guy yeah and it's not like i'm pretty sure he doesn't it work be for Warner brothers or virgin records or anything like that yoko would send us a letter being like oh no you didn't well you see that's the that's what's it. interesting right is he did all this metal over the top of yoko which I would imagine the Yoko uh-huh. footage has got to be a little more copyrighted than him. Yeah. So then if we just listen to him doing that, and I think we'll just do the audio. We won't even show the video. So yeah. is that an issue? Well, because audio... we're legitimate commentators too. Uh-huh. We're allowed to comment on news it, of the day. It might be a length thing. If you play it for like 15 seconds, we could get away with it. It might be something like that. Well, let's like different. Let's do our research. (laughs) I know we can get a tiny little clip for the soundboard at the very least. Yeah. But uh, with that being said, any music news stuff uh, coming up on your front? Yeah. Okay. Um, Highline Drifters spent the last uh, Saturday and Sunday in the studio. So I will make this jug disappear. (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. yeah <laughs> so we had a good jolly good time down at y sound and lay down a good healthy chunk of the new record so how that'll many be songs coming. is that gonna be i'm not sure how many complete we haven't really decided but i think we recorded six or seven that will like definitely be on it we recorded a few more too that might we might use might not just wanted to try them out just for fun so mm. yeah yeah <laughs> um cool well we finally we had a couple bands fall out on our gamma Paw show on april 1st the emporium sports oh, bar yeah. here in fort collins uh but we've got another one we got the bad roommates joining us they're huh. like a really fun punk band around here and I'm still learning their names and all a little bit of the other information, but their their lead singer, guitar player guy, like he's just one of those dudes that has has it. He has it. He has it. Oh, he's uh just got charisma like spilling out of him, and he's just kind of like kind of got that weird, bizarre kind of punky energy, but like just super entertaining. Nice. And like you could almost like watch him talk for like two three minutes of just kind of stuff bubbling off the top of his head and it's like hell yeah so anyway (laughs) i'm excited to play with them and uh if you haven't heard them i think they're on spotify and all that stuff so the bad roommates check them out and uh as far as gamma pod goes we're on track to release a single this Friday. Yep, yep, this Friday on Bandcamp Day. And then it'll be up on all the streaming stuff a little later. But that song is Slow Dracula. 
And we're going to have a little tiny intro piece called Fast Dracula that leads into it. That's actually slower than Slow Dracula. It's kind of like the Iceland Greenland thing. Uh huh. Greenland's icy, Iceland's green. Yep. But uh, yeah, with that, I am also working on getting some bass and vocals recorded for a Fakoshka track. We so more on that in the future. Indeed. China. China. Yep. Huge China. I I added a little kind of a faster, punkier part on the heavy, heavy breakdown at the end. Oh Lord, yeah. Should not affect you too much. But with that being nice. said, new releases. Uh the only one on my radar is Tears for Fears finally released a new album after all these years. Ooh. And nice. it's called The Tipping Point. I think I mentioned that when that single came out, but the whole full album is officially out now. It's 10 tracks. Uh, I have not nice. fully digested it yet. You can definitely tell that they're older gentlemen. Uh-huh. If you look them up, they're getting up there. And you can oh, hear yeah. it in their voice. They're, you know, they're they're older. It's kind of in a weird way. Like it sounds like Tears for Fears for sure, but it's uh kind of reminds me of that David Bowie record right before he passed away. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you can just tell he's an old guy, but it's like kind of got like some new twists on things and uh-huh. Hopefully that's not the case with Tears for Fears. I want them to stick around and do more. But uh, as far as I understand from their history, like they split up as a duo and maybe even released a Tears for Fears record that was only one of them. But then one went off and did solo records. And so it's been a minute. But uh, the yeah. I'm still digesting the record, as I said, but it's, it's very tasty, well-produced mellow pop music that has a lot of 80s influence and a couple new influences but as of right now my favorite track off of the record is the first track starts with some acoustic guitar nice and simple it's called no small thing and uh yeah only other detail i can think is that on the tipping point uh, it has like some lyric like who's that what's that shape dancing on my wall or something and he's like talking about his wife who passed away oh like kind of like just feeling her presence and oh you know that i couldn't love you more and he's like talking to a ghost in the room i was like that's kind of yeah there you go it's sad but it's just perfect 80s kind of like that kind of sad romantic thing yeah new wave music i guess so yeah indeed wow that's cool yeah oh yeah so i did a one quick music note um wait i mentioned it to you last night uh the one of the ending credit songs from a righteous gemstones episode had this like metal metal band with a woman's mm. choir right uh so yeah. i looked them up the brides of lucifer and the song in the show is oh father oh satan oh son uh which is a sweet name for 
a song gotta be it so yeah. i checked out the rest of the album and uh, they are pretty cool but uh, you know when you when i when you think about doing like a choir with a metal band you mm-hmm. immediately like think like it's could be like clunky in some ways if you it's do it be wrong. a little bit of like the demi borgir however you well, say their name yeah but see they use the choir how it can be used as kind of like a pad but when they're trying to like sing the words yeah it's like weird so like one dude screaming like i'm going to crush you or whatever the weird lyrics are you know it's like okay cool but when it's like mm. a beautiful woman's choir being like i'm going to crush you it's just mm. like huh <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah it's just like it loses it some of that but it's still really cool i definitely recommend listening to it but i think the coolest song on the album is that one from the show and that one uses the choir more like a choir like dmu okay. would okay. instead of trying to replace the singer as much yeah no yeah that makes sense so would you say that the album is a recommend oh yeah definitely worth a yeah. there we go <laughs> um hell yeah check that out that being said, that transi- transitions us pretty well. Um, another thing that we were discussing last night is I got to look up the name of that song. Uh, so there's this weird song also at the end of Righteous Gemstones, which is the show we're going to get into here. Like just always, um, always a good song. Yeah. Like the whole soundtrack is just pretty solid. Absolutely. And uh, so anyway, like there, there is one at the end called Gonna Rock My Boy's Body. And it, it's sung, sung by a guy. Uh-huh. And so I wouldn't, I just like, oh, this must be some kind of interesting track they picked out from wherever. But apparently Edie Patterson, who plays Judy on the show, my favorite character, uh-huh. like she wrote the song. So then I went and found it on YouTube. I learned that from, a, I think it was a Vulture article interview with her oh yeah and uh yeah so i like looked it up and it has like the subtitles and it's like oh okay yeah that totally makes sense that she wrote that but uh one other little interesting tidbit about her is that she talked about something that i've mentioned before where the relationship of like horror movies and comedy movies are like just really close to each other like they both kind of pull a visceral reaction out of you and like sets you kind of off kilter a little bit and Mm -hmm. that yeah your your mind and physical reaction to horror and comedy is like really not that far off so she mentioned that she wants and then she grew up watching a bunch of horror movies with her father or stepfather I'm still trying to remember off the top of my head but she wants to write and direct a horror movie someday well, nice. and i'm like i'm all for that like Edie patterson the one who played judy and the weird teacher and vice principals that i can't remember the name of like uh-huh. a horror movie by her would just be incredible oh, so yeah. that'd be awesome i really hope that comes to fruition but uh that song one more time if you want to get a sense of her musical lyric writing anyway is gonna rock my boy's body righteous gemstones season two episode four end credits mm-hmm. and she also wrote the butterfly song on the in the new season oh when she's singing 
during uh, BJ's baptism. Yeah. So uh, where are you at in the oh, show? Have wow. you finished it? I got the last episode to watch. Going to watch that tonight. Okay. Or... Well, real soon. This will kind of jumble up what I was thinking, but that's fine. It'll still work. I was going to see if you were finished and then just up to this point, what has been your favorite or some of your favorite lines from the show now that it's completed its two seasons? Third season's coming. Oh, oh man. I, I, I need to like watch it through a few more times to be able to like remember concrete lines. There are just mm-hmm. so many of them. But I do think that the still that first season near the end, the the outback steakhouse scene and mm. the, the the you save that piss for my chest save that, that piss for my chest <laughs> yeah that just got me so hard like uh, yeah. yeah that one's uh yeah too funny remembering anything from season two? Oh man some of the keith lines were hilarious the uh when he's like when uh, he calls him daddy and he's like we're not doing that <laughs> Mm. but daddy we're not doing that (laughs) you're you're right i pushed it (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's i'll do a couple real quick there's uh when kelvin's arguing with eli about his muscle muscle boys he's like you do whatever the hell you want with your muscle boys and he's like they're muscle men daddy (laughs) and uh BJ talking about rollerblading is like, it's what I do to stay swole. (laughs) And uh, slapping buttholes and sucking dicks. And my favorite line from the last episode is, Judy, there's nothing I would love more than banging your played out mother pussy for the rest of my days. What the? Oh, I'm so excited and, to watch it. Uh, just uh, yeah, there's just a delicious little scene of um I forget her name. Is it what's the aunt's name that's pregnant? Oh um I mean uh, believe in me too. She's become like a favorite this season. Yeah, she's really and good. uh there is a bit of spoilers attached to that. So all I'm gonna say is that she has kind of like an awesome moment. And then it goes to BJ and Judy, and then they just have like much shorter than the Outback Steakhouse scene, but just a nice little BJ Judy exchange that's just nice. like that's that's what I live for in that show. Yeah. So yeah. like every character is great, of course, but like Judy, BJ, and Aunt Tiff, Aunt Tiffany. Yeah, that's right. It's just like I love stuff. I love stove soup nieces. Thank you. <laughs> or like baby Billy talking about her being a turd baby. Uh, it's like, but it wasn't a turd, it was me. Uh, <laughs> just like, oh my god. Uh so anyway, righteous gemstones. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's like the funniest comedy. I think I watched in years. It's oh, not yeah. for everybody. It's a, definitely its own particular style. But if oh, you like man. filthy, dirty, bizarre kind of horrific comedy, yeah, yeah. you'll like it. You'll like it. So with that, let's uh, get into movies real quick. 
Um, have you watched any of those Oscar movies? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, I predicted in the last episode. I was like, I bet you he has not watched uh, one of them. <laughs> Which all Wait, I'm gonna we're... say is that this year, I could totally understand because <laughs> I talked about Power of the Dog. Fucking boring. Uh, Dune is still my favorite to win. It won't win, but I could see people if they're not into it saying that's a long, boring movie. Yeah. And now I have watched another one from the list. I think I watched... No, yeah, those were the two I told you to watch. This is the third one that I've tried called Nightmare Alley by Uh Guillermo del Toro. Oh. And holy shit. Is this a boring fucking movie? It's like one of the most beautiful looking movies. Like if you know Guillermo del Toro, he does Hellboy and Shape of Water. And he he always is like visually immaculate and incredible. But after watching this movie in like four different sittings, because I just couldn't sit through it. Uh It's like a neo-noir, but it's kind of a noir kind of not and it's it's just so fucking boring like i don't give a fuck about any of these characters every line of dialogue doesn't mean shit to me but it's beautiful yeah. it's a beautiful looking film and it's acted well <laughs> so it's just like okay people will love this i can appreciate that it's a good movie but for me i'm like i don't give a fuck and then i started thinking about guillermo del toro movies Mm-hmm. I don't really like his movies that much. Though there's one movie that stands out amongst all of them that I love, which is Pan's Labyrinth. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great fucking movie. And so I can't, I think they talked about it on ONA back in the day when they were discussing actors like Samuel L. Jackson. Like, he did Pulp Fiction, so then he gets 10 years of just doing shit before uh-huh. you're like, I don't think Samuel L. Jackson is very good anymore. Or like, he gets 10 years to just get away with whatever he wants because, well, he did Pulp Fiction, so he's he's a great actor. Yeah. That's the same thing with directors. It's like, I watch Pan's Labyrinth and I'm like, well, like Guillermo del Toro, he's one of the best, he's amazing, but as I went back and looked at his movies, he's like, he did Pacific Rim and Hellboy. And I'm like, no, I think he's kind of a cornball. Yeah. And as I said to my buddy, Mike, who was a guest on the show, he loves Guillermo. And so I apologize, yeah. Mike, but it's, he kind of pointed out to me, he's like, well, you got to listen to him talking about Nightmare Alley to like kind of see all the themes. And then the whole thing comes together in the last two minutes. And I'm like, I am not wasting almost three hours of my life for two minutes. Of, <laughs> oh, well, that's what all that boring shit was. Great. See, Tarantino does that too, but the, the whole thing's exciting. And the last two minutes are like mind blowing. <laughs> well, and I'll break that down a little further. Say, so yeah, you take uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's not a lot of heightened action. It's a lot of hanging out, but it's intriguing and fun. And it's like, I'm even intrigued by yeah why is she going to this movie to like watch herself in her own movie like i'm invested just because of the way the flow of the editing and the way the characters are interacting is 
and just more entertaining than this mm -hmm. Guillermo del Toro. And but to go back to that little bit is it's just like, well, that's the thing is I, I do love hearing Guillermo talk about film and movies. Like he does have a really interesting relationship to it and his perspective on symbolism and all that. But I, I think that's what I even posted to Mike. It was all public, so I'm not saying tall tales out of class. <laughs> I was just like, I think I'd rather listen to Guillermo talk about movies than actually watch his movies. Uh -huh. Whereas, yeah, Tarantino as an example, um, I like listening to him talk about movies and I like watching his movies. So yeah. there's kind of the big difference. But uh, I For wanted sure. to read two reviews about Nightmare Alley from Letterboxd, which I've, I want to keep, keep that up because I, I kind of like doing the little shout out. Yeah. Um, here's a review by Matt Lynch. He gave the movie two stars. I think I had to give the movie three stars just out of respect for the craft it took to make it. I just take the two off because of how fucking boring of a plot and story it is. Wow. Uh. But uh, yeah, it's very well made. I will say that. But Matt Lynch says, I remain almost completely allergic to the very pretty and profoundly boring work of Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Which, man, talk about summing up what I just said. Uh, yep. <laughs> but I'll read one that was three stars. This is by Diamond Lily Kissmooch. Like, kissmoochy lips. It's an emoji. Huh. She puts... William Defoe looked like he was having fun. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I like seeing William Defoe have fun. Yeah, that's that's fun. Um, I am not seeing a five-star review on this. I was right. trying to find one just to balance things out. Well, Did you look for mics. <laughs> it would be a five. <laughs> the best neo noir in years. <laughs> sorry mike uh four star review i guess it's as good as we're gonna get this is by karsten um surprisingly riveting the rise is just as thrilling as the fall and that's all i really needed out of this to feel satisfied should have never doubted gdt guillermo del toro huh. um sorry you're just wrong surprisingly riveting like, even if you're more into the story, riveting? Sure you're using that? <laughs> I think that word means what you think it means. It's like the little things on your pants. That you... Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, that is not a recommend for me. So now I got to watch another one for next week. But I'm running out of the ones that are available on streaming, so we'll see what I can uh... pull off, but... So far this year, best picture noms. I'm like, it's got to be Dune. It's long and boring sci-fi for some, but I guess it's a matter of what plot and genre engages you. Should I guess I, I don't like neo-noir. Um, I don't like westerns. So don't like Power of the Dog. Um, you should watch. I don't know, man. Oh. I'll let you know what to watch. Because we've already okay. gone over Power of the Dog and Nightmare Alley. And Dune, I think we've talked about extensively. 
you should still watch dune though i know i want to watch it just see what it's about so but uh yeah anyway before moving into our last segment i will say that this (laughs) still don't know where it's from nope (laughs) it is from season two episode one of righteous gemstones when he comes home when Eli, as a young man, comes home to dinner with his family, he's like, where, were you, where you been out doing what, boy? And then he's just like, I've been nothing doing nothing, daddy. And then his sister <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just her face holding completely still, just slack jaw, just <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And uh, our boy Corey says, like, you need to put that in the show. There you go. He's like, put that on your little use, soundboard. Use that. You put that on your little soundboard, nah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there it is. That's our new addition to the soundboard. Yeah. And with that, anything else you want to go over before getting into this day in history? No, well, ready for that one, I think. All righty, let's uh, get to it. All right. Well, the big news this mm-hmm. day in 1872. Yellowstone was established as the first national park. Hell yeah. That's some hot stuff right there. We should go up there sometime. It's been since uh, eighth grade. Yeah. Did you do the overnight trip? Mm -hmm. Stay in them little cabins and stuff. Yep. That was a good time. I had a lot of fun (laughs) on that. That's where I bought the shirt. I had a naked fisherman and he's like naked except for his rubbers and then just on the back of the shirt it says let me get my rubbers on oh yeah and i bought that at the store and was wearing it around to much acclaim from the students and not so much acclaim from the, the teachers teachers yeah. and then i also went back to that store and as a joke tried to buy a bunch of bananas and condoms and just buy buy them both and just like straight face yeah Yeah, that's all i need Uh, little eighth grade kid yeah i i kind of went out of my way to be kind of a uh, (laughs) little shithead on that trip no that's really yeah oh yeah it's really really fun i like i like it up there especially on the off season it gets sounds like it's really crazy nowadays so you got to go on the right time but yeah yeah it's so cool yeah so we should definitely do that anyway all right all right now let's see 2005 uh the u.s supreme court ruled it was unconstitutional to execute convicts under the age of 18 Uh... (laughs) hell yeah yeah and then, then sad, sad news. 1994, Justin Bieber was born. Six, 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 the mark of the beast. Yes, indeed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. 61, JFK made the Peace Corps. China. China. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Let's see. Way back 1936, the Hoover Dam was completed. I like the Hoover Dam. I'm a fan. I'm Cuban B. Yes, Cuban B. <laughs> we found a spot. 
Thanks. <laughs> no, it's still a bit iffy. Let's see. Protesters in Seoul launched the March 1st movement, a series of demonstrations for Korean national independence from Japan. Lord knows I have. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, but Korean and, independence from Japan, that's probably Imperial Japan, right? Let's see, 1919? Yeah, well, yeah. shit. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll move along. Well, the last one is Frederick Chopin, uh, or known as Fred Chopin, as most people, uh, was born. Famous pianist. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Probably he's a lot of people's favorite piano composer. Hell yeah. I what's his most famous one? I well, he wrote he wrote a bunch of too well. Well, he wrote a bunch of etudes for the piano. Like each one is like emphasizing a certain technique and takes it like to the brink <laughs> mm -hmm. he wrote a really crazy one for the left hand and there's a really cool video of a dude playing it on pipe organ and he's playing the left hand part with his feet mm. and he's wearing like sequins and stuff i bet we watched it way back in the day probably sweet. <laughs> you can't hum a little melody for me though uh let's see that one like, da -da 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 -da. Well, it's like uh, Claire de Lune. You could do that. That's not him, right? No. I don't actually know that one that well, though. That's oh. one I never really. I know uh, the Beethoven's like dun, yeah. dun, 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 ding ding ding. I guess <laughs> it is kind of hard to do those. Yeah, classical melodies are tricky. Anyway, do the do re mi, Chopin. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, with that, I think we're uh, wrapping things up. Um, I think I'm going to go like, you know. Naughty! Naughty jungle of love! love. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, with that, really it's been real. Indeed. Oh, I, I will. Back I'll, to the mines. Indeed. But, uh, talk to you soon um yeah oh we didn't talk about a new game i'm playing but we'll save that for next time sounds but, good uh, anyway till next time see you everybody bye, bye thank you for listening to the jacob wayne show if you would like to contact us please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com that is f-a-k-o s-h-k-a at gmail.com you can find us on spotify itunes and youtube simply search the jacob wayne show and it should pop right up make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends please write us it helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you the listener thanks for tuning in Oh, oh, oh,